Mama. I'm Gosha Scarrot, and this is the Firestarter Mom podcast, the show where we feature inspiring conversations with Firestarter moms and experts on motherhood identity shift, finding our inner firebug, and feeling adequate and empowered as moms and women. Welcome. Have you ever wondered how you balance your masculine and feminine energy? In what ways the inner feminine impacts you as a mother, at home and in business? What is Mother Circle and how it empowers moms to feel heard, seen and validated? If you are curious to find answers to that, this episode is for you. In today's episode, I speak to Mandy Rees, the founder of Mother of Life and the Sisterhood Belief System. She creates compassionate and supportive spaces for women to share the pregnancy and mothering experience with honesty and without fear of judgment. She also trains other women to create their own successful Mother Circle business through the Mother Circle Guide Program and has created a global network of over 50 Mother Circle Guides. Mandy helps female leaders to thrive in their business and within their home with authentic fulfillment, flow and happiness. I hope you enjoy it as much as I have when speaking to Mandy. Let's get started. Hello, Mandy. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's fab to be here. Yes, I am really excited for this episode uh, because you are the first person that really inspired me back when uh, my baby was really little, like a few months old, when I really started to look more into Uh, support when it comes to motherhood and actually what I can do to set up space where we can talk more uh, about more than just nappies that was my massive need (laughs) and then I remember I was looking around and I saw mother circles uh, mother for life and I loved uh, your approach and how you help other moms uh, create those spaces and become guides and everything you you do is, is amazing and you are definitely a change maker. So that's, that's wonderful to have you. And uh, as always in my show, I love to start it um, looking at our transition from being a woman to being a mom. I know you have two daughters. Yes, I do. Yes, and they are uh, now older a bit. <laughs> they are not babies. <laughs> that's no, they're I mean. not babies. No, Grace is 20 and Neve is 16. So babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it's wonderful to speak to mom who is a little bit further down the, the road when it comes to motherhood and just get that those insights and reflections. Okay, Mandy, so can you tell me what was it like um, then before you become mum? Who were you actually? How would you oh, describe gosh. yourself? Well, I was working as a commercial real estate lawyer at the time and my job was very important to me. I met my now husband um, in that job, not immediately So I was very career orientated. I was the classic good girl in my family who went to university, did a law degree because it ticked particularly my mum's boxes, went on and qualified as a a lawyer. I was quite adventurous. You know, I took a year out to go traveling after my degree. My Kerry and I, who's now my husband, we, we left our jobs for eight months to go traveling. So independence, traveling, you know, I worked hard and I played hard. So I had a very independent life moved to Birmingham had a really lovely social network but my work did take up a lot of my time I mean my average working day was seven till seven at least Hmm. that was just the way I worked and then 
partied hard in between. Just had a very lovely, independent lifestyle. I mean, Kerry and I traveled, mm-hmm. got married, and then Grace was born nine months after we got married. So she was a honeymoon baby. Um, right. So that all happened very quickly. Okay, so I see uh, that uh, career-driven, independent achievement. I, I I talk to many moms and I must say that, yeah, that is something that I uh, hear um, a lot, uh, that drive, that, that I would say that that's the kind of masculine energy, yeah. isn't it? Result-focused and, and make it happen very much. And then you became mom. And I wonder, what was uh, the transition into motherhood like for you? Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> it was the hardest transition I've ever experienced in my whole life and the least unexpected in a way and the one that I was least prepared for. I hadn't really thought much about being a mum. I thought it was all going to be okay. My pregnancy was really good. I have mm. had I've been blessed with very quick but positive birth experiences with with both girls so Grace was born in like two hours came out of hospital the next Mm. day we only stayed in the night she was born on a Saturday and there was no one there to check her over but then I remember coming home and just this feeling of responsibility for this baby and I remember sitting in a chair in our um, kitchen and because she we came out of hospital on a Sunday obviously loads of people wanted to come and visit so my pet family came over Kerry's family my friends came over and I remember just sitting in a chair with Grace in my arms and almost leaving my body it was as if I was looking at myself from above and all these people were just filing past and I was mm. totally disconnected from what was going on and I guess that's probably almost like depression and anxiety just kind of swooped down on me I didn't acknowledge it at the time I wasn't probably aware of it at the time or because I was operating very much in the masculine I just pushed it aside and tried to carry on so motherhood for me was overwhelming it was sad it was lonely I didn't have a good network of mum friends or female friends that I could talk to so I, I guess I was embarrassed of the way I felt so I didn't share it with anybody I didn't really tell my husband although it was pretty obvious that I wasn't coping very well um, mm. I spent lots of days crying in the kitchen on my yeah. own with Grace. Yeah. She had a very bad eczema as a baby. So that was an added stress that I found very, very difficult to manage. So mm-hmm. it was really hard. It was really tough. What was, uh, you mentioned you were so career driven and then motherhood happened. And how has motherhood um, impacted your sense of identity you knew you, you knew before and, and that sense of drive? How has that changed in motherhood? It's so different now, 20 years since I became a mum, than it was in those first few months and years. And um, when Grace was only about four and a half months old, I went back to work as a lawyer full time, Mm. which it's really hard because in some ways it was really tough. But in other ways, going back to the job was the anchor that I needed to make me realise that I was still functioning human being. For me, I think if I'd had longer on maternity leave because I wasn't strong enough to ask for help or I wasn't knowledgeable knowledgeable enough about how difficult motherhood is I may have just got sadder and sadder and sadder if I'd been on my own but because I was going back to work I had to cope and I had to get Grace to nursery and I had to go into the office and I had to manage clients and files and go back to those things but it actually gave me the anchoring back into a world that was familiar to me and felt safe because motherhood does take away that old identity for a while Mm -hmm. 
certainly in my experience and lots of mums I talk to, it is that, well, who am I now? That's very difficult. And now when you reflect what parts of the self you knew that were core to you, um, did you maintain, if that makes sense? Because yes, we, we change, motherhood changes as our identity. It's not everything we are, obviously. But I wonder to what extent you brought those parts of you from before becoming mum to your new self as a mum. Even yeah, you can um, talk about that. Yeah, I'm still driven, but I'm driven in a different way. I'm driven in a much rounder, more feminine way than the way I was driven before. I want to make a difference in a, in a different way. So I still have that drive. I'm still organised. You know, I'm still very focused in what I do and I still work incredibly hard. I just work around my family rather than when I was a lawyer. I had to work around my clients and the the kind of requirements of the firm at that point. But the drive hasn't gone. It's just mm-hmm. different. And I'm, I'm much softer around the edges than I used to be. <laughs> yeah, so, softer around the edges. Yeah, I, I've looked at your work. Um, you you um, initiate very very important I think interesting conversation around healing sister wound uh, mm-hmm. feminine masculine and I would love to talk more about that because um, talking about soft edges I bet there was certain point in your uh, afterbirth life as a, as a mom where you transition into being a mother guide and something initiated that change in you can you tell us more about that yeah so I one of the reasons I was so isolated when I had grace was because I didn't value female friendships you know when I was kind of 15 16 I thought well, I better get myself a boyfriend because the cool girls had boyfriends I got myself one of those boyfriend things and as a result i drop my girlfriends at that point which I still really regret to today and I've been lucky enough to reconnect with two or three of those girlfriends which has been amazing and then I went to university and I was very competitive so I'd always compete with the girls and I compete with the boys girls can be really difficult to each other and rather than kind of challenge the difficult girl relationships I would back away from them which then made me mistrust women so I would struggle with female friendships, even if people were trying to be nice to me, I'd always think, well, there's an ulterior motive. And I pull myself back from that. You know, I had friends at, at the law firm I worked at, had a, there were kind of five of us who were trainees, but they had children at different times to me. So I was the first one to have a child. And then when I really needed those women, when I had Grace, I just, when I didn't have them, but also I didn't know how to find them because I'd been in that masculine operating zone for so long I mean as a child I was always told well you're the strong one you're the tough one when I was in my law firm it was well you're the one that really argues with everybody uh, and I kind of quite like that you wear it a bit like a, a cape don't you because we're yes. we're taught in society <clears throat> that to, su- to succeed we have to be tough and strong and basically we have to be like a man and that was the message I received from my training and that was also the message I received from my mum my mum is not a woman's woman either so she didn't have female friendships so they were never modeled to me she's very much well we just do it on our own Um, and the only way you'll succeed is if you become like a man because it's a man's world and so that was my internal programming at that point Mm -hmm. when I became a mum it was like this is not working this is just not working and so even when I went back to work when Gracie was very small I was already different I was in the middle of postnatal depression at the time so I was less ambitious in that extent I wanted to coach and mentor the junior members of the team more 
So I spent more time mentoring junior lawyers coming through. And then when I stopped working as a lawyer, it's like, what am I going to do? And I knew instinctively that I wanted to help mums so that no mums felt the way I did when I had Grace. And that was my why at that point. If I can just stop one mum feeling as sad and lonely as I did, then I've made a difference. And that's why I'm here. And of course, I started my classes. I started with pre and postnatal yoga and baby massage. And I just kept meeting these amazing women. I was like, I've just had another 10 women and they're all really nice. You know, that, and, he, and he would say, well, women are nice. It's just your view of women isn't helpful or positive. And lots of women have negative views of other women. And I think it was just that journey of mum after mum after mum after mum I met was supportive, lovely, didn't judge, wasn't competitive whether it was at the time of their lives or we soften a bit when we become mums. And I do feel that that was part of my journey was to have to spend time with women before I realised that was my healing. So actually, although the circles and the groups are wonderful, the mums in there, it was also part of my healing journey to make me realise that actually I, I'm i changing and I'm different. And that gives me the great opportunity to be able to learn with my mums from my mums and then to be able to give it back through kind of the sisterhood sisterhood work also at this time I went for therapy so I went to a counsellor to talk about my postnatal depression but actually most of that therapy ended up being talking about my relationship with my mum mother wound sister wound talking about relationships with other women talking about goddess archetypes um divine feminine divine masculine so that's when I started to step into this world what 10 12 years ago when I went for counseling so it's kind of everything together created that perfect storm for me of actually women are our greatest allies but unfortunately the world sets us up to compete with each other yeah absolutely and especially yeah first off it made us believe that uh, in certain definition of success or we take it as our definition never question it and then um i think motherhood um is becoming some sort of catalyst well there the, um, are the studies that prove how uh, when it goes to neurobiology of of brain and changes how we as women are changing from motherhood we are more set for collaborations for for connection that is absolutely amazing but i feel and i'm talking from my own experience and how i sense that sister wound that uh, I think it can be really, well, it is very real in terms of that sense of uh, competing, certain stories that I remember also from my childhood. I remember when I was in the hospital so many times as a child and and there were always like, even then, like some groups of girls that wanted me to be on their side. So they made me want to do certain things and, you know, all, all that stuff that all initiated certain stories in my mind around relationships with women and then what those relationships are. And can I trust women? Trust, trusting is a massive thing. As a mom, I have been going to so many uh, groups uh, for moms. I also set up my own. And I very quickly noticed that, yes, the ability to open up in front of other women is something that comes easier to certain women and more difficult to, to others. And very often um, it is because um, we are in our masculine, we have that invisible armor that we don't want to take off. And it is only until we see that other women, one woman is opening up 
and is vulnerable, it gives us obviously permission to, to be this way. But I think in order for any woman to open up to start with and, and be vulnerable, she needs to step more into the feminine and step uh, away from masculine. I know you are leading uh, amazing uh, mother circles. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you recognize those energies there and how you perhaps help women transform that and step more into actually the more authentic version of themselves? Yeah, I think the the key thing to doing that is is you setting the space. So it's the holder of the space that's really important. And initially it's doing that by simply describing what a circle is, you know, non-judgmental, compassionate, confidential. And then I will share some guidelines with my mums when they first arrive in an email form and then also verbally when they first get there, setting the scene to enable them to be vulnerable you know, saying your vulnerability is very welcome, all of your emotions are welcomed. Um, but if you don't want to be vulnerable, it's okay as well. So it's also giving the feminine permission to do it in her own time. Mm-hmm. Because I think in lots of us, the feminine is just, she's kind of told what to do all the time. And this mm-hmm. isn't about beating up the masculine or men at all, because we need the masculine. We really need our masculine to survive, just in the same way as, as, a, as a man needs his masculine and his feminine, so do we. But within a mother circle, it is allowing the feminine just to take her time. Some moms will arrive and just unpack everything immediately because that's the way they are or they've just been more in tune with that vulnerability. And other moms will hold back for one or two sessions before they're ready to open up for various reasons that they have been hurt before. They've never been in this kind of space before. And also women aren't always listened to. You know, if you've worked in a corporate environment like I did, and you speak to this, you sit in a meeting and the men ignore you. You know, they're not really interested in what you have to say. I think it is changing. The world is changing in some aspects, but you get used to being quiet and not speaking and actually not being heard. So in a circle space, it's not just the vulnerability. It's also accepting that people are really interested in you and people do really care. So I work really hard with my mums to actively listen I think actively listening to somebody is the greatest gift we can give, but that's a very feminine skill. Communicate, you know, women are generally better communicators and collaborators than than men. And I find in a circle space, say if I've got 10 mums, all it takes is one or two to be vulnerable. And there are normally one or two women who are already very much in their feminine and balanced. That that, as you say, gives the other people permission to do that. But it is a slow process. And I have to, I do stress, this is confidential and it's not judgmental, and you can say anything you want to here. It stays within this circle, and all of your emotions are very, very welcome. So it's it's setting the safety of the space that's really important to allow that vulnerability, because I'd never had it until I created my own circles to have it. And yes, I had it one-to-one with friends, but I'd never had a group of women hold me, basically, while I shared stuff yeah that is very transformational actually because um the the beautiful thing you provide is is that safe space because we really need to feel safe to talk about something that is so vulnerable to us and so fragile in a way yes as new moms we we are just going for such a uh challenging time uh but it's so emotionally challenging 
-hmm. yeah we we know the feeling of sadness loneliness uh, obviously anxiety and uh, guilt and all, all the shadow all the shadow so this is like exposing yourself uh, so much and uh, yeah for that the safe space is needed I wonder how um, healing that masculine and allowing more of the feminine helped you be a better person and also better mom it's difficult not sure it makes you a better person but it makes you a happier person because you're operating from your authentic self I yeah. am much happier now that I'm not trying to be one of the boys right I'm much happier now. I have really um, meaningful female friendships. I don't have a huge network of girlfriends, but the ones that are in it are really special. And I know that they've got my back and I've got theirs. So it's made me a much happier, balanced person. I'm able to look at the world in a different way. And also I'm incredibly proud to be a woman rather than having spent lots of my life, not not wanting to be female, but trying to be strong and tough and macho and I guess then when I became a mum it was a bit like kind of been sold a lie here because I've been trying to be all manly and macho but I'm still the one that has the babies and therefore I'm still the one that's kind of cast aside because I'm a woman when I've had a, a child I mean there's a whole other conversation here but we don't value motherhood and we don't value mothering enough you know that's a whole different topic of conversation that oh yeah absolutely yeah. the act of mothering is not needs to be lifted in terms of its value because it's the most important job we'll ever do it's far more important than being a lawyer and accountant really yes um but bringing your divine feminine and masculine to balance allows you to be far more authentic and to question where you're where you're living your life from so I coach and mentor lots of women who run their own businesses and our masculine puts us into that well my goal setting needs to be well, I need a bigger car or I need more money. I need a raise. I need to look like I'm successful, which is a huge external pressure and internal. Whereas your feminine is much more, I want my goals to make me feel whole. I might not need to make all that money, but I need to make enough money to be able to take my family on holiday, have every Friday off or work only at school time and have the school holidays off. So it's setting a much more authentic goal from an authentic place rather than a I need to tick some external boxes kind of goal um it also allows you to, to communicate and and collaborate so the masculine is very very competitive which we all need that competitiveness in us but also the feminine wants to work with other women she wants to go to networking meetings where there's other supporting women she wants to see if there's someone local to her who they you can work with um she really wants to find those connections and those spaces mm -hmm. and your feminine generally wants to make a difference you know she wants to change things you know when I first started my business it was because I don't want any mum to ever feel as lonely as I did mm -hmm. now because my my sisterhood coaching and my mother circles are all about I say helping female leaders really become authentically happy with their lives and live with freedom and flow and I have to remind mum, I said, you are a leader in your own home. We forget that motherhood is a leadership role. Oh, my God. Yes, that's so powerful to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's, re um, let's, let's repeat that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, when I coach my mums and they go, yeah, but I'm just a mum. I go, you are a leader in your yes. home. Because the way the world works now, mums tend to be the leaders of the home. You don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be a CEO of a business or a partner in a law firm. 
you are leading the the next generation. So within your home, you have a leadership role and you will perform that role with more joy and authenticity if you're doing it from your balanced masculine and feminine. And because I've got mm. two daughters and they've come through the horribleness of teenage life with girls, kind of my why now is I I want to change the world for them so mm. that whatever jobs they do, whatever they do with their lives, they do it from their authentic place. But also, if we can start changing the world now, then maybe if I could have granddaughters and grandsons as well, they won't have to go through the bullying and the bitching and everything else that, that girls do to each other. But, but it's because we're kind of set up to do it. Um, we, do, we don't have that awareness of what we're doing because we're too young. And then by the time you are aware of it, you've kind of set your behaviours at that point. But we as mums need to realize we are leaders of the future. We might not be leading, you know, Richard Branson type leaders or prime minister type leaders, but we are leaders of the children who are going to become those prime ministers and Richard Branson's and those kind of people. Mm. Gosh, this need like big part of me is is just feeling every every single word you said is is almost like that feminine thing. It just wants to be kind of seen and and uh, recognized. Yeah, is is recognizing that leadership as a mm-hmm. mother. I think it is powerful, but not um, yet that heard out there. Yeah, as, and, as a and message. The, yeah, yeah. And the feminine is not weak. She mm. is just as strong as the masculine, mm. just in a different way. And you and I know how much te- strength it takes to become a mum and mm. to, to do the mothering. You know, that takes an awful lot of inner and outer strength to be able to do that yeah absolutely um i'm just looking at a little screenshot of uh one of your posts actually on instagram that i I just (laughs) caught my eyes you say don't be in competition with yourself or others there is space for everyone because we are all unique and i think it is really uh important uh that competition I don't know if you have noticed in your journey or in groups or when you have been, for example, attending mom groups, that there is some sort of competition in terms of, uh, oh, this is the way I mother, this is the way I do, or um, yeah, or good friend advice or anything like this. Because I, I, I think sometimes it can leave us feeling that we compete in a way, but again, because we come from that masculine, isn't it? Yeah, and also it's it's our own self-doubt as well. So I don't see it so much in my groups, but that's possibly because of the way I lead the groups and also the mums that would come to a mother circle are probably more in their feminine or are moving into that space. But the conversations we have in the mother circles are very much, you know, my best friend said to me, well, this is how you should do it. And my mum said, well, if breastfeeding is hard, just stop, you know, mm. don't do it when really all you want is someone to listen to you. And and there are the mums that often look the most confident and look like they've got it all together are the ones that are struggling the most underneath. Mm, very interesting. When you chat to them one to one, they're the ones that are actually trying that. And that would have been me. If you'd seen me with Grace, I would have looked like I had it all together and I turned up you know I would have turned up well presented all that stuff but inside I was just crumbling but to me because the masculine wanted me to present that external image of success I looked 
like I had it all together, but I really didn't. So often the ones that come, mums often most competitive are the ones that really need love and really need someone to say, it's okay if you're not finding it easy. I think that's the thing, isn't it? We we should all feel like it's okay to say it's hard, isn't it? And that's not a, that's not a failure. Yeah, yeah. And I think what you said that, I think big part of that is doubt. Yeah, you mentioned doubt, but gosh, there is so so much uh, so much more to it, uh, cultural um, yeah. conditioning, and yeah, I think what is important is just to allow yourself to um, take a look at what stories are running uh, through your mind, what place you are coming from, and I think um, attending one of your circles is just a great space, an opportunity to pause. To mm-hmm. pause so you can finally hear yourself and then with curiosity take a look at actually you know this is how I feel why may I feel like this uh is even my mom guilt real where, where is that coming from and and all the emotions yeah uh validating seeing and and almost like hugging them with compassion yeah. I think that's yeah. the beautiful starting point and a, a really power of those circles and when I saw what you do, um, it just inspired me to uh, also set up uh, over summer. That was the well-being walk and talk for moms, just to simply talk more about us and how we feel. Not necessarily babies, but but just us. And I think we all really long for that deep insight. So yeah. I think tell me, tell me more, Mandy. What what happens uh, on during those circles? What sort of transformations that you see in your in mums well often mums will arrive just completely frazzled you know because they've had to drop older children off or something's gone wrong in the morning and they just take a huge deep breath so Mm. in an hour and a half two hour circle you know the 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 physical transformation I see is just physically mums are walking taller shoulders more relaxed they're smiling they're breathing better there's just that physical release And then I think we talk about things which can have that instant kind of light bulb moment or mums will take it away and then they'll come back next week and say, you know what, I've really thought about this in the week. So often we'll talk about finding space for you in motherhood to reconnect with who you are. So Mm -hmm. we do this thing as what can you do in, you know, one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes that's just for you. And mum mum will come back the next week and say, you know what, I did make time to go for a walk by myself Mm. or I did make time to have a coffee with a friend without my baby and I wouldn't have done that without the circle because I would have felt guilty about it but hearing other mums say oh gosh yeah it's just great to be without your baby gives you that permission Mm. to do that Um, and I think sometimes as well if we're really struggling we need to break a little bit safely to be able to rebuild so I have had circle spaces where mums have broken down and have got really really upset and we don't Mm. fix we don't offer suggestions we simply hold the space so that she can cry for as long as she wants to you know I've cried in my circles with mums who've got upset you know we're very compassionate and we just allow you to break a little bit because we you know you need to get rid of that fear don't you and worry if you're holding it and holding it and holding it you, you are going to break at some point but the circle allows you to do it knowing that everyone gets it because we all understand it to an extent everyone's experience is different but there's obviously common threads in motherhood so knowing that you can 
have that little break you can break a little bit but knowing that you will rebuild stronger and knowing that we all understand and we're not judging you so often as I say it was just so lovely to come and be able to cry oh my gosh yeah because I've held it in I've really particularly if they've got older children they said I don't want to cry in front of my toddler I mean I'm a great believer in the truth in emotions you know I obviously I wouldn't break down in front of the girls but I I cry in them and I get upset in front of them they know that I'm quite emotional and sensitive to things and we've never hidden emotions but for sometimes it's just the just knowing that they can come and let go of whatever's going on they want to cry they want to just get angry about something they're really disappointed about something and that's transformational because you energetically release that then or you begin to release it it's the beginning your subconscious mind has allowed you to begin to release it and then mums go away and things happen in the week and then we come back the next week and always we just check in at the beginning of every circle we check in with how everyone's doing it's just how I feel lighter I'm not worrying about that so much anymore it Mm. actually gave me the strength to have that difficult conversation with my friend sister mum work lots of mums worry about work sometimes it's you will have that conversation if you're worrying about it have it rather than sitting on it you know it, it just allows us to talk lots of things through that I mean partners are great but they don't get it in the same way um yeah. I think I see transformations all the time oh my gosh yeah it is powerful because uh like from my perspective there is even like when it comes to loneliness um it's not really about the number of people you you see gosh I've been meeting so many moms I finally made some really good mom friends but just the number in general of of moms you meet is not and you try to randomly talk on some toddler groups this is not equal to to the quality yes because you you gotta define you know what is it that you need in that relationship if you cannot truly open up and find that connection and understanding because you can have friends who never really understand you they are not really true friends yes so it's about so much about the quality of people and I think what that uh, mother circle enables uh, women is that they really feel that connection and that they can say things that they can't even say to her partner or any friend. They just are in the group of such like-minded women who are going through exactly what they are going through. And I think that collective experience, that understanding and connection is the, the beautiful catalyst for them uh, releasing that because we release that yes I think the children are such a beautiful um, model for how we um, can heal emotions because when they have tantrums they just cry, cry it out and then it passes it's like a wave yeah. um, and I think that's essentially what we what we as adults also need the the letting go technique the, the releasing it equally talking about this crying it out allowing it the emotions want to be seen, yes? Life wants to be seen. And sometimes yeah. it will be in the face until you let it to be seen. Yeah. So it's, it's that powerful. I find this um, incredible what you are doing. And mm-hmm. and I know you also obviously train um, guides. Yeah. And to be a guide, obviously you need to heal that um, sister wound because the work with, yeah, as a guide, the work with women require you to really have the channel clear and have that openness yeah. isn't it it's, it's quite yeah, important. So in um in the mother circle guide program which is my training program there's a module in there which is about healing your feminine your sister wound so only the yeah. 
probably the assignment questions are, you know, share a time when you felt unsupported by women, times when you un- when you weren't supportive of women either, because we've all got the shadow side of us that we, we don't want to talk about, but she's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then talk about times when you were really supported by a woman and how did that feel? So because we, we're always going to be triggered by people from our experiences, it's just having that awareness of when you're going to be triggered, but also being forgiving of yourself so that you can be forgiving of others. But yeah, you can't hold space for women if you don't like women because <laughs> it just it just doesn't work. I mean, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to no. run a mother circle if you weren't a supporter of women. But there is that unseen shadow side of, of us all that yes. we need to explore and forgive to be able to do this. Because I look back on my life and I've, I really haven't always been inclusive of other women I've been very competitive very envious all of those those things but I've worked really hard to process those forgive myself heal them and act in a different way now because I love my feminine and and that's where I work from and my masculine is there and I really need him and I love him and he's great at helping me get through lots of stuff but that's not where I that's not he's not my operating mode anymore and he was for a long time. And most girls he is, because that's certainly here in the UK. That's how our education system is set up. You know, mm-hmm. boys and girls are taught pretty much the same, really. Yeah, I'm from Poland. <laughs> but I think it's the same. I think, yeah. yeah it probably is in many Western cultures. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but it means some parts of the world, girls can't even go to school, can they? Yeah, Which is yeah. terrible. You oh, know, right, yeah. a sign of, you know, we're on a global level. The feminine is still disregarded in many, many places. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for starting this um, important conversation out there. To end this great conversation, I just wanted to ask you one question. If you were invited to be a speaker at TED conference mm-hmm. tomorrow and you have one message to the world, what would that be? My message to the world would be that cooperation, not competition, is the way that we are going to save the human race mm, amazing yeah <laughs> that, that's the, <laughs> that is that fire in your heart and you know what I I love when I bring guests to see that fire to see that passion and to see how uh, motherhood awakens in us the mm-hmm. best actually but we only see it uh, later yeah. we only see it oh my god this enabled me change lives for so many other women and there's huge learning in motherhood and it's giving ourselves permission to know that we can change and we don't have to keep doing what we're doing. You know, if you don't want to ever return to paid employment, that is your choice. And actually to, to make the decision to stay at home with your children is, is a really brave one, I think, because again, society doesn't value it. Absolutely. And I think no one, I think we live in a society exactly where there's so much judgment, whether you go back to work full time or whether that then they call you that uh, what kind of mother you are uh, if you stay at home woman where is your ambition if you want to do business because you, you love it then yeah are your priorities right and there will be always you just can't win can you yeah i was in america once and i sat on the bus next to this lady and she we realized that we were both mums and she asked me the question she said do you have a job outside of the job you do in the home? And I thought that was such a good way 
very of good way. acknowledging that motherhood is a job in itself and do you have another job on top of that job rather than saying do you work or are you I, just a mum are you just a mum yeah. yeah I thought that was a lovely acknowledgement of the fact that motherhood in a way is a job Absolutely. No, no, I definitely, yeah, I definitely view it as a job. And even when it comes to thinking like in any job, you would need some rest. You need some time. Yes, (laughs) simply. Absolutely. And um, you don't love all aspects of your job, right? So I I think that reframe, redefining certain things, using different language, naming it differently, it can be obviously massively shift how we feel about uh, experience there's a lot of conversation <laughs> to, to initiate around that but uh, for today thank you so much for this that was brilliant it's been and, wonderful to be here thank you yeah and uh, Mandy um, I will of course link details to Mother Circle and to train to training you do as well uh, but uh, shortly where, where can we find you so my website with all my Mother Circle information is motherforlife.co.uk and mm-hmm. my email is Mandy at motherforlife.co.uk and I am motherfor underscore life on Instagram. Brilliant. Definitely, guys. Check it out. Uh, thank you once again and um, enjoy your week. Enjoy changing yep. lives. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave me a review and subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at firestatamum. Looking forward to see you back here soon for the next chat. Bye for now.